We're live here from Blair Taylor High School as we get set for our girls' basketball regular season finale. Mitchell Speltz and Butch Halama coming to you live here from Blair Taylor High School as the Wildcats host the Oliva Strum Cardinals. Butch, we've made it to the final game of the girls' regular season. Two teams trying to go into the postseason with a little bit of momentum. Wildcats have won four out of five. Oliva Strum starting to get healthy as the playoffs begin on Tuesday. You know, it's really hard for me to believe this. This is I can remember you coming in and sitting down with me and Mike, and we were kind of figuring out what games we were going to do, and, you know, and where'd it go? I mean, yeah, it this, is, this is like our 42nd or 43rd high school game already this year. We did lose one to weather, and I guess one to a power outage in any minutes, and we've got uh, three boys' games left. We've got one tomorrow night and one on Monday and uh, Thursday for the regular season, but we already are, uh, not only is this the girls' last game, but Tuesday night, yep. I believe Dave Carlson will helping me as we start our playoff coverage for the 23-24 basketball season. So the season has just flown by. Yep, and speaking obviously the playoffs, we'll get more into it through the pregame show. Oliva Strum will be at Independence Gilmington. We'll have that game for you here on Tuesday. Blair Taylor hits the road as the number 10 seed. They will be at Elma Pepper, and that should be a good one. But again, more to come up on that in just a few moments. You'll hear from both head coaches as well. Jesse Leon for Blair Taylor, J.B. Grandguard for Oliva Strum as our pregame show rolls on here on WHTL. Back on the tip-off show here from Blair Taylor, game set for the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Butch, over the weekend, the playoff brackets came out and both these teams in the same regional for Division 5, mentioned it at the top. Oliva Strum, they're going to be the number 14 seed playing at Indy Gilmington. We'll have that game for you on Tuesday night. Blair Taylor is the 10 seed. They go to Elma Pepin. Also, most notably, CFC got the one. Royal is two. Indy Gilmington ends up with the three. That surprised some people, but they end up hosting Oliva Strum as a result and would go on to face Royal if they get to the regional final. Alma Center also the six in that bracket as well. So I think as we look at that bracket, I think Indy Gilmington may be a big winner of it, And but they do have a challenge in their first game against a upstarting Cardinals team. They really do, and the nice thing about what happened there is they're, they're, you know, they merged or, or co-opted their schools this year, Independence and Gilmington. Tuesday night, the game against Oliva Strum will be in Gilmington, and if they do prevail in that one, Friday night against, uh, we're hoping, you know, probably Alma Center Lincoln, uh, that game would be back at Independence. Yep. And then it would be on to Elroy in all likeliness, unless somebody, well, maybe Blair Taylor can yep. have a big upset of a couple times. And About to beat Elma Pepin first, which they were very close with them yep, a few they weeks ago, and Royal, them. too. Yep, and so, they did play Royal. You're right, earlier this year, so they've seen them. They're not scared of them. And before we go to break in here from Coach Jesse Leon, we talked about this last week with, we did last year as well with the new electronic seating compared to the traditional coaches' seating meetings. One point, I mean, we talked with John Zilla last week. He was kind of hoping four or five with Cashton, presumably being ahead. Indy Gilmington was ahead of Cashton despite losing to them in December. Yep. And that's kind of where that electronic logarithm doesn't factor in anymore, and it worked to Indy Gilmington's benefit. And it's kind of a surprise, isn't it? Because, I mean, if you're there as a coach and you can kind of, you know, you know, programmer or talk it up that, hey, we lost to them, but look what we've done in our last. We're young, we're young, we're growing. You know, and I believe they are. Uh, Independence Gilmington is getting better as they learn to play together. Mm -hmm. And we'll see again. Now they would likely get, if they beat Oliva Strum, most likely almost center linking compared to Kickapoo yep. if they were the four. But, you know, what? we'll see what happens. And then if they advance, Royal would likely be their opponent. But that's why you play them. And I feel yeah. like this is a bit of an open bracket, though. I will be following extensively come next week. We've heard from both head coaches, Jesse Lee and Blair Taylor, Oliva Strum, head coach J.B. Grangard. You'll hear from the Wildcats head coach, Jesse Leon, when we return on WHTL. 
We welcome you in back to Blair Taylor High School, getting set for the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Now joined by head coach Jesse Leon of the Blair Taylor Wildcats. Jesse, it's been a little while since we last saw you, but it seems like you're playing some really good basketball as you come into your final regular season game tonight. Just talk to me a little bit what you've seen from your team from the last month or so. Yeah, we've been doing a, a nice job, you know, playing hard, um, cleaning up some of the mistakes that were earlier in the year and, uh, you know, trying to cut down on the turnovers, making the easy shots when you can, playing good, tough defense. And uh, right now, you know, in the last two, two and a half weeks, we've been really playing good basketball. You've, speaking of that, you've won four of your last five. What has stuck out to you the most that's been different or was there some sort of turning point that you felt like occurred during this season? Well, you know, I think now the girls are starting to trust what they're doing, trusting each other. And, you know, it hasn't been the same person being the scorer. It hasn't been the same person being, you know, the leader on defense. It's been a, a group effort. Every every night has been kind of somebody different, So, it, which is kind of fun and kind of dangerous in the same effect. You know, you don't know who's going to be the one that goes off. No, there's obviously a lot of points to replace from last year's team but it seems like there is a lot of balance starting to form a little bit three double digit scores this year so you have to feel like what you said it feels like everyone's kind of rounding together here as you get towards the end right and you know you you always hope you have one or two but if you get a third that is a capable scorer um then you're really dangerous then they can't focus on just one or two you know and and uh and you just hope that uh you know the girls which for me, they always play hard. No doubt about it. They're they're working their butts off every single day, and uh, you know when they go home at night, they sleep well. You know, from really where you were at the start of the season until now, it seemed like offense was kind of a work in progress. For you. We've talked about it a little bit here, but you scored 77 points last time out on Monday against Elmwood Plum City. So how do you feel on that end of the floor now, specifically here as the playoffs come next week? Yeah, we're getting a, a little more consistency um, with the players. You know, um, at the beginning of the year, we were, you know, working our sets, working our offenses. You know, a lot of them were in the varsity level for the first time. They were more worried about keeping their dribble and uh, not letting somebody take the ball from me than maybe having a head up and seeing a girl wide open under the basket or even a chance to shoot the ball. I just wanted to catch it. And, and, and now they're being more of a threat when they have the ball. Um, I can score. I believe I can score. And, uh, you know, it, what's fun is, is now they're starting to, you know, if I miss a few shots, my head doesn't go down. You know, you're looking and I always preach, you know, you're making the next shot. You've got to make the next shot. That's the mentality you got to have. And, uh, you know, you're starting to see it. They're starting to believe that. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun seeing the, the growth in a year of the young players. And as you as a coach, does it feel like you can almost open the playbook up a little bit more, per se, even even defensively as well, now that these girls are starting to get a lot more comfortable with each other? Absolutely. You know, there's a few things that, uh, you know, you hold back a little bit less uh, at the beginning of the year, so they start feeling comfortable with what you're doing. And then you start adding in little things, adding in little twists to offenses or sets. And, and then on defense, you can switch on the fly a little bit more, because they feel more comfortable transitioning from one to another. And, uh, and they're starting to play, you know, just overall better. And, uh, you know, and that confidence, you know, goes up and down the bench from the starters to the bench players. Talking with head coach Jesse Lee and of Blair Taylor, a couple more things for you, Jesse, before I let you go. 
looking ahead of the playoffs, obviously you got this game here tonight. We don't have to get too deep into specifics here, but you got the number 10 seed. You get a conference opponent next week. And Elmo Pepin, potentially a rematch with Royal, who you played just a few weeks ago. So how do you feel about where your team is placed? And I guess when you look ahead to the match, it was potentially, obviously you don't want to get too far ahead. But, I mean, how do you feel about your team going into the postseason? Well, you know, we're playing really well right now. And, uh, you know, a few weeks back we did play at Elma. And in, to my standards, I felt like, the first half, we were real, real slow and sluggish. In second half, we came out with a lot more energy. Just we're behind by way too much to uh, catch up to a good team. And, uh, you know, going into the tournament, I thought it would be about the spot where we would be placed. And and most teams were pretty close to where it fell in line. And, uh, you know, you got to travel, you got to go play, and you got to still beat the team on the same size court as you have at home. So um, hopefully, uh, you know, you hop out of the vans on the way there and you're ready to go when you get there. And then finally, as you get prepped for this matchup tonight against the Levis Drum, you've won four out of five. How do you make it five of six against this young Cardinal team? Well, you know, we, we like to... Uh, you like to get it up-tempo a little bit. We like to put a little pressure on uh, guards, um, but also we like to pound it inside to some bigs. And uh, I think really our bigs are um, a real X factor for us because, you know, one of them can go inside, outside. The other one is pretty dominant, long on the inside. And uh, they can both put the ball in the basket. And, you know, once they put the ball in the hoop, it makes the outside ones even better for the for the outside shooters or the attackers. And, uh, you know, just keep doing more of what we've been doing and confidence in your play, and, and uh, hopefully at the end we're uh, on the good side of it. Jesse, we thank you for the time as always. Best of luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jesse Leon, head coach of the Blair Taylor Wildcats. We'll take a break and come back with more after this on WHTL. Art. Back from Blair Taylor High School as we get a little bit closer to the start of the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Just heard from head coach Jesse Leon of Blair Taylor coming in hot. Winners of four of five, trying to make it five of six here in the regular season finale. And speaking of finale, Butch, it is the universal regular season finale around the area in girls basketball. And a full slate of games to say the yeah, least. There really is here. We'll go over a few of them that are being played in our area. Of course, we're here tonight. Blair High School, Blair Taylor is hosting Oliva Strum. Durand, Arkansas travels to Boyceville. These are all on the girls' side. Elma Pepin at Lincoln. Cochran Fountain City is at Eau Claire Emanuel. GET travels to Sparta. Columbus Catholic is at Osseo Fairchild. Mondovi travels to Colfax. Augusta travels to Whitehall. And Arcadia at Lacrosse Logan. There are a couple of boys' games in the area. We've got Oliva Strum traveling to Arcadia and West Salem at GET. And I think Dave Carlson is going to try and get us a few scores, uh, keep us updated on that West Salem. GET boys game. So those are the games going around the area. We'll be right back here in our same little bird's yep. uh, nest here for tomorrow night. Again, Blair Taylor will be hosting Oliva Strum on the boys' side next week in the final final week of the regular season, but also uh, the start of the girls' playoffs. We start off the week on Monday night as Whitehall travels to Fall Creek on the boys' side. Tuesday night, as Mitchell told you, we'll be in Gilmington as they will, Independence Gilmington will be hosting these Oliva Strum girls. Thursday night, we travel to Blair Taylor again as Augusta boys will be in town for that one. Friday night, we'll be, uh, we're thinking possibly in Independence. If Independence Gilmington is the seedings hold true, be to leave a strum, we would be there. And unlikely Alma Center, we're thinking. Yep. And if they were to beat Alma Center, we would be probably going to in all odd likeliness Royal. 
that would be in Elroy, right? Royal yep. High School? Yep. And that would be a regional final. So a lot going on in the next week here for high school basketball as we wrap up the girls' season tonight, wrap up the boys' next uh, Thursday night, and then kick off the girls' uh, tournament play next Tuesday night in Gilmington as uh, the Gilmington uh, Independence Gilmington co-op team hosts these Oliva Strum Cardinals. And we talked about it a little bit a couple segments ago, but... For Andy Gilmanton, Oliva Strom has a chance to be a very dangerous yes. 14 seed to open up the postseason. And for Royal, on the flip side of that, bottom half of that bracket, seeing Blair Taylor for a second time yeah. as a 10 seed could also be dangerous. They did beat them. But Coach Leon, you just heard him talk, that was the fourth game of them in a single week. So that played a factor. They'll be much more rested this time around, you figure. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little craziness in the bottom of that bracket. Maybe it doesn't result in upsets, but maybe some competitive games. I think you could be very right there. Mm -hmm. I really do. It should be a fun week. Again, we'll have a full set of games for you. Three playoff games, hopefully, and two boys regular season games as they wrap up the regular season. This is the girls' regular season finale. When we'll hear from the head coach of Oliva Strum, J.B. Grangard. He joins the broadcast next here on W. We continue with our pregame coverage from Blair Taylor High School. We're now joined by the head coach of Oliva Strum and J.B. Grangard. J.B., it's been a little while since you played a game played last week early on against Augusta. Picked up a win, though, in that game, your second conference victory, and you had five players just about scoring double figures as well. A lot of balance in that game. So going back to that last win against Augusta, what did you see or what pleased you in that matchup? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the thing that I really enjoy about uh, the girls' uh, play right now is that teams because Avery Glenn's is the second leading scorer in the conference they pay, pay a lot of attention to her and she continues to work hard and and tries to do her thing but when so much attention is paid to one person it really opens up things for other girls and the other girls have taken advantage of that um, and, and, and kind of seize their opportunities they're all super capable scorers they're all super smart basketball players um, and so um, that's kind of opened some things up and they've taken advantage of that and they done a really good job with it you know it's interesting because we've seen your team a lot this year we know how great Avery's been here in her freshman season as has a lot of her teammates here this year as well what does that mean for you as a coach kind of changing things up a little bit now that Avery is the number one on a lot of scouting reports and trying to draw up opportunities for others who seem to be taking advantage as of late yeah, we don't we don't run uh, many set plays at all because when you when you have a situation like this where you've got multiple girls on your team that are capable of scoring, um, it, uh, we 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 have some set plays that we can run if we're stuck, but. I think it's better if the girls just know how to play basketball. So we have concepts that we embrace um, that that make us, I think, more difficult to scout because um, when you're running a read and react offense like we do, um, the girls are trained that if the defense does something, there's something that they can do to counter that. And the goal is to always make the defense wrong. And uh, that takes a lot of reps and a lot of time. Um, but the girls are embracing that, and uh, I'm really seeing them play uh, those concepts out. And, um, it, and, and it shows when you have, you know, four or five people in double digits. You know, talent aside, how, I guess, from a basketball IQ standpoint, how much have you seen your team mature? Because it's a young team, and they're learning a lot on the fly. So how much have they matured throughout the season? Uh, a, a ton, a ton. Um, and, you know, 
we've we've lost um, I think six or seven games now by uh, six or fewer points. And um, the the thing that I see in them in practice and in games is valuing possessions more. The the IQ is always there. Um, IQ is one of those things that it's difficult to teach. You either kind of have it or you don't. Um, from a basketball IQ standpoint, um, so as as they're growing and maturing, I'm looking for them to. Um, understand the value of a possession, understand what a good shot is versus what a great shot is. And then also um, what's cost us six games this year has been our free throw percentage. And um, they've been valuing their free throw, uh, free throw opportunities more, working hard on them in practice. And um, as a result, that percent percentage is starting to tick up for us. Um, we are, you know, 50 percent, uh, 50 percentage points away from being a 500 team. Um, when it comes to free throw shooting. So we're, we're close. You know, one thing with that is making free throws, but also getting to the free throw line. And the way your team plays, it seems like you get there quite a bit. And that, at the end of the day, has to make you happy that the opportunities are at least there at the free throw line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, our offense is predicated off of cutting to the basket, and there's other things that we can do off of that. But um, we want to put the pressure on the rim and um, make you stop us. And whether that's coming off of screens or dribble penetration, we have a few different ways that we like to try to do that. And yeah, if we can if we can uh, get free throw opportunities and score from the line with the clock stopped, we're happy. JB Grangard, our guest here on the pregame show. A couple more things for you, JB. We talked about at the top. You've been off for about nine days since you last played Augusta. It seems like that's something that really benefits you because you have had a slew of injuries as of late. Now it seems like your team is as healthy as it's been here in the New Year. So that's got to feel pretty good, especially with playoffs next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got our last uh, girl coming off of injury tonight, uh, coming back to play. And so this is the first time that we have had uh, a fully healthy roster uh, since the New Year. Uh, so it's it's a great opportunity for us to kind of gel one last time before playoffs start. Um, but it's really exciting to get all the girls back healthy, ready to play just as playoffs are starting. Um, so I know we're the 14 seed and we're going up against a great Indy Gilmanton team and John Zill is going to have those girls prepared and ready to go. Uh, it'll be a great challenge for us. Um, but we are, we are in the best position we've been in uh, to be able to try to give them a run for their money. And then finally, as you get set here for your regular season finale, taking on Blair Taylor, a team that's gotten hot a little bit here down the stretch, winning four out of five. What challenges do you see with them, or ultimately what do you have to do to get the win here to wrap up the regular season? Well, Jesse always has kids playing real tough zone defenses, you know, and they've got, they've got size in the middle of that no matter which zone they play. So the key for us is going to be shot selection, getting that ball moving to side top side, punching gaps when they're there and, and taking the best shots and trying to break them down a little bit with passing and some interior high-low looks. Um, so, you know, it's Jesse's always done a good job with his teams. Um, they're always well-coached. They're always prepared. They're an athletic group of kids. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a real good game tonight. Um, it's kind of a fun one to play because, you know, at this point there are zero consequences in this game. Seeds are set. Records are we're not in the running for the conference championship, so the girls can just go out there and uh, play their hearts out, relax, have a great time, and get prepared for playoffs. JB, we appreciate the time as always. Best of luck tonight. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here, guys. You bet. JB Grangard, the head coach of Oliva Strum, will come back with Star and Lamps after this on WHTL. We are live inside Blair Taylor High School as we are just moments away from tipping off our final regular season game of the girls' basketball regular season. 
Mitchell Speltz, Butch Halama with you here on the call tonight as the Wildcats host the Cardinals. Two teams looking to go into the postseason with a little momentum. Blair Taylor has done that as of late, winning four out of five. Leverstrom won their last game a week and a half ago against Augusta, back on the court tonight, trying to win two in a row. Should be a fun one. And for the starters, here's Mitchell. I'm going to quick give you an update here, Mitchell. We just got a score from uh, GET. It's GET 20. Uh, West Salem 18 with about nine and a half minutes left in the first half. But now to the starters. First of all, for the visiting Oliva Strum Cardinals, number zero, Avery Glentz, a freshman. Number five, Aveas Wiefelhofer, a freshman. Number 12, Eliza Kulig, a sophomore. Number 20, Annika Scow, a senior. Number 21, Cassidy Coxlin, a senior. Now for the homestanding Blair Taylor Wildcats. Number five, Madeline Fredrickson, a junior. Number 10, Andy Beck, a sophomore. Number 13, Andrea Waldera, a sophomore. Number 20, Elsa Samantha, a sophomore. And rounding out the starting five is Samantha Aguilar, number 21, also a sophomore. So four sophomores along with the junior in that starting lineup for Blair Taylor. Jesse Lean doesn't even have a senior on his roster this year. Now they had senior night, but... Not many seniors to commemorate <laughs> here tonight. But the Wildcats, again, are coming in, playing well. Jesse Lee and heading to the postseason, fresh off the trip to state a year ago. Might not have that kind of run in him this year, but he's got a team that's playing confident. They're 9-14, and 6-6 six and six in conference play. They're going to finish likely just a game back of a conference title in the large Dairyland. Leap of Strum, just 5-17. and 17. We've seen them play well this year. They've been... Dealing with a lot of injuries since the new year began, but now they're fully healthy and they're confident and playing with almost house money at this point. You know, you really are. This is just experience. Uh, whatever they do from here on out, like you heard Coach Grandgar say, you know, the, the, the seedings are done, the tournaments are set. This game is just to see what you can do and, and maybe, like you said, build some momentum for Tuesday night when they uh, will travel to Gilmington to play Independence Gilmington. But we're ready for basketball here. And we are. Leva Strum will send Eliza Kulik to jump it up against Andrea Waldera for Blair Taylor. It's the Wildcats winning the tip as it's pushed into the front court. There is Samantha Aguilar. And in the blink of an eye, Blair Taylor leads it 2 to nothing. Set play right off the jump ball there, huh? And she won that tip easily. And Aguilar running right down the court, able to take it right to the hoop. 2-0 Wildcats, first possession for Levestrom in the traveling black uniforms. Results in a turnover. Kulik's pass off the mark to Coxlean into the student section and out of bounds. Blair Taylor has mentioned in the pregame they've won four out of five last time out on Monday. The Plum City Elm was 77-43, one of their highest scoring games of the season. Having the ball offensively for the first time in a half-court set. Andy Beck feeds it off inside. Goes back out. Ball deflected out to the perimeter for Aguilar. Drives right lane line, kicks it to the corner, where it gets rotated right back up front. Now while there in the mid post, hands it off to Andy Beck, who drives downhill, almost carried it. Brings it back out instead. Man-to-man defense for Levestrom. Wildcats in the home white. Traveling blacks are on for Levestrom. Pump fake inside on a pass by Beck. Flips it back out front. Caught by Alyssa Smetna. Leaves it off at the top. Long possession here for Blair Taylor. Taking 40 seconds. Wildcats in no hurry. Haven't had much for looks so far. Smetna in the near corner. Wildcats are moving from left to right. Aguilar right of the circle. Drives in barely. Hand off Smetna in the corner. She'll try a three. Air ball short. Rebound underneath for the Cardinals and Abeyas Sweeflehofer. Cardinals moving from right to left. Looking for their first points. Down 2 nothing. In the middle. Goes right back outside. Coxon back out front. Now it's Scalg with the basketball. 
Feeds inside for Glenn's, kicks it to the perimeter, and now rotates it back to the top. Pass underneath, it's caught by Sweeple-Hoffer. Power dribbles up, goes up, missed the shot. Ball still loose and scooped up by Blair Taylor. Good defensive possession by the Wildcats. Here comes Aguilar, stopping on the left wing. She'll try a three. Bounces off, no good, but got her own miss. Passes back up front. Pass hot inside. It's caught by uh, Andrea Waldera. Slight bobble goes back outside. Aguilar, another three. Left short rebound for Glenn's and Oliva Strom. 2 nothing score. Blair Taylor in front. We're two minutes in. Here from Blair Taylor High School. Long pass to the far side. Caught by Caxley Coxling. Zone defensive look. Matchup zone for Blair Taylor. Collision between Wildcats. Glenn's has it. Drives down the lane. Diagonal pass caught by Sweeplehofer. She bobbles, throws up a wild one. As a result, she misses, and Waldera clears. Still without a whistle, really, in this game since that last turnover. I leave a strum on their first possession. Clean game so far. Drive by back in right on cue. There's a whistle as she draws a foul <laughs> against Eliza Kulig. I think both teams are looking for a little stop there. That is on number 12, Eliza Kulig. That'll be her first team first. Wildcats inbound underneath. It goes to Waldera in the paint. Takes a dribble, goes back out. Aguilar missed a couple threes this time. She'll drive in from the wing, getting close, oh. but missed the runner. Rebound for Glenn's as she ripped it away from her. Avery Glenn's the outstanding freshman, will bring it down. Second leading score in the conference, averaging 14 and a half a game as a freshman this year. Colonel's looking to tie the game with a two, take the lead with a three. Nearly three minutes gone by. Colonel's moving to our left. Anna Cascal game between the arcs. Waits for a screen. Zone defense again for Blair Taylor. A bit of a matchup 2-3, moving a lot of parts around the perimeter. Skalg right of the circle, enters it inside for Coxley and dribbles and hands it off for Sweeplehofer. Back out, Skalg drives down the lane, kicks it out for Kulich, who drives, fumbles it, recovers on the block. Gets it back to the left wing. Pass, entry feed, deflected and stolen. And then a foul is going to be called on Coxley, who threw it away right into the witty arms of Alyssa Smetna. Kind of a frustration foul. Yeah, trying to get that ball back. Okay, Cassidy Coxland picks up her first, team second. Wildcats well, score less than five seconds in off the opening tip. They haven't scored since. Neither has Oliva Strong. Still 2-0 score, 1440 first half. Aguilar right of the circle, passes back to the top. Madeline Fredrickson hands it off for Beck. Sophomore skips it right to Smetna. And now here's a pump fake by Fredrickson. Drives low on the baseline, leaves it for Waldera, who oh. can't bank it in. Too strong. Off the window, a little flat as well. And nice the pass, player. nice pass. Good action inside to get that look. Cardinals down 2 nothing, looking for their first points. They've only thrown up, I think, one shot to this point. Make it two as a three-pointer is up, but missed from the right side by Coxland, rebounded by Waldera. Wildcats on the attack, 2-1-1. On Euro step for Aguilar. Had it blocked and didn't score, recovered by the Cardinals. She had a girl ahead of her, I think, that yeah. uh, it came a little too close to the lane, but she probably could have got the pass to her there. That's Matt not running with her, but elected to keep it, and as a result, got blocked. Driving in and throwing up a bad one as Eliza Kulik, that one failed to hit the rim. Rebounded by the Wildcats. Still 2-0. Blair Taylor in front, nearly four and a half minutes in. Pass to the top. Haven't seen a sub from either team yet either. Back to the corner for Smetna. Passes to Aguilar who rounds into the lane. Lost the ball in the drive. As she attempted to save it, stepped on the baseline, turned it over. And now here are the first subs of the game. Lizzie Nordstrom and Cora Gunderson are in. For the Cardinals, they'll replace Eliza Kulig and I believe Avea Sweefelhofer. Yep. Now J.B. Granger going to his bench. Still no substitutions from Jesse Lee and what is a 2-0 lead for Blair Taylor. Four and a half minutes gone by. Actually, Sweefelhofer still in the game. Passed along the baseline, deflected. Still loose and eventually scooped up by the Wildcats and then a foul on a reach by Cora Gunderson in the backcourt. 
Number 23, Gunderson with her first. Team third. And we do have our first sub here for the Blair Taylor uh, Wildcats as number 25, Brianna Thorson, comes in, a freshman. Cassidy Coxley and Eliza Kulig went to the bench during that last stoppage for Oliva Strum. And again, first substitution there for Blair Taylor. Wildcats looking to get on the board for the first time since the opening possession. Aguilar's pass inside for Waldera, spins it back out. Long two is put up, but missed on the long side by Brenna Thorson. Ball still loose and tracked down by Avery Glens of Oliva Strum. Glens brings it down to her left, gets in the paint, passes outside. Annika Scott lobs it to the far side, dangerous pass. Nordstrom feeds it right inside to sweep off, who turns it over. Good defense by Waldera to poke it away. Aguilar brings it down, 12-45 first half. It's 2-0 Blair Taylor. Neither team has yet to score in the half court. Beck's pass inside, caught by Waldera, right block, takes a step back, puts it up over Glens and scores. Snaps about a five-minute scoring drought there <laughs> as Waldera gets her first field goal average in 11 a game. 4-0 Blair Taylor, Cardinals have still not scored. Inside pass to the post, pass back outside, straight on three-pointer is up and airballed by Annika Skalk, saved on the baseline by Waldera. She gets it over to Fredrickson. Fredrickson crosses the timeline from left to right, hands it off for Beck as takes it back to the middle. Beck goes right back to Fredrickson, gets a screen and a switch. They go under it, so she'll try the three, and it's a round and out, no good. Waldera, the offensive rebound, put back is not there. Rebound still loose, and Olivastrom had it. Now a jump ball is called. Possession arrow, Cardinals. And more substitutions for Olivastrom. Here comes Medea Brown into the game, also of Avery Spangberg. Two more freshmen. And just the youth movement continues. Two teams that are primed for a lot of success over the next few years here in the Dairyland. A lot of parity in this league as well. Speaking with both coaches, obviously CFC the favorite, and they've won the league outright this year. But after that, a lot of teams that can compete with each other. Very much so. Nordstrom drives down the lane, almost traveled, and she did. And she walked right through the paint and ran into a wall, and as a result, took an extra step. Score is four to nothing here, but in all honesty, Oliva Strum's kind of fortunate because Blair Taylor's missed, what, three bunnies underneath so far? And Oliva Strum, going against that zone defense of Blair Taylor, has really not put up many good shots at all. I've had a tough time orchestrating their offense. Wildcats up 4-0. Pass inside, deflected, and taken away. Here is Maddie Brown with the steal, and she will outlet to Annika Scow, who comes down the left sideline and veers back into the middle. Passes to Brown, right of the circle, now in the corner for Lizzie Nordstrom. Nordstrom gets to the baseline, kicks it right back to the outside for Sweeple-Hoffer. Diagonal pass to the block, caught by Brown. She goes up under, but can't finish. Trying to get her own miss, and she does. Keeps it in bounds. Brings it into the corner. Lobs it back in between the arcs for Scow. Passes to the corner. Brown's open for three this time. Ring it up. First points of the game for Oliva Strunk come from Maddie Brown at the 11-minute mark of the first half. It's 4-3, seven minutes gone by. It took them eight minutes or over seven minutes to score, but they're only down by one, Mitchell. That's the crazy part. Here's a drive by Beck. Left side got fouled on the way up as she got in close. They had two shots up coming for Andy Beck. I believe that'll be the uh, second foul on number 23, Nora Gunderson, fourth team foul. Two shots coming for Beck, one of the terrific sophomores. Wildcats have a bunch of them. Beck averaging 10 a game. Her first free throw here is good. Three different Wildcats averaging double figures. Andy Beck at the free throw line. Andrea Waldera averages 11. Samantha Aguilar is the leading scorer with 12. Aguilar also seven rebounds. Waldera on that mark as well. So terrific 
front court coming together. That back court is really starting to gel as well. Second free throw is good for Beck, and we've got timeout on the floor. 10.49 to play in the first half. It's Blair Taylor, 6, Aliba Strum, 3. You're listening to Girls High School Basketball on WHDL. 10.49 to go here in the first half. A defensive struggle so far as it's a 6-3 lead for Blair Taylor. They score on the opening tip less than five seconds in, and then it took us about six minutes to get our next basket. Oliva Strump just scored their first points on a three-pointer by Maddie Brown seven minutes into the game. And after all this, it is a three-point game. And now Oliva Strump with the basketball after the Blair Taylor timeout. They do it to switch defenses here that... Is a more of a stretch two three they have man it's actually kind of more of a box and one they are following around Avery Glenn's otherwise everyone's parked in the zone but Glenn's gets freed up as she cuts through the lane and scores her first two six five Oliva Strum within a penny long pass up ahead Smetna's wide open drives to the right side steps through the defense and scores the layup Alyssa Smetna with four of the eight so far for Blair Taylor they lead it eight to five. But you're seeing a almost a box zone look 2-2 for Blair Taylor, but they have one player following Glenn's. Right now, that's Madeline Fredrickson, who is covering up like a blanket, not giving her any space whatsoever. So we'll see how they go up against this. Brown, right side, pumps on a three, hands it off for Kulig in the corner, who fumbles it against Aguilar, forces the pass inside for Glenn. She has it, takes on a double, passes to Kulig, and now gets it back to the top, dropping down the lane and colliding with Walderas. Cox and almost traveled. Goes back outside. Kulik pumps on a three. Leans in for a short two. Won't go. Rebound underneath is there for Brown, and she puts it in. Maddie Brown with five of the first seven for the Cardinals. They're within one at eight to seven. But Brown, who started some games at the start of the year, not coming off the bench, providing a spark. Oh, a jumper in close. Missed by Waldera. Boarded by Glenn's. Cardinals a chance to grab their first lead here. Down by one. Took them seven minutes to score, and now they might have the lead. Working offense against that box in one zone. In the corner, Maddie Brown, heat check for three, and she's got it. Maddie Brown having a first half, averages four games. She's got eight. In a matter of what, two, three yep. minutes here. She's been their offense so far. Two-point lead for Oliva Strum. And it took them seven minutes to score their first points. Now they're working with a lead. Smetna kicks out. Aguilar going to try and take it back. She'll put up the three. No good. Rebound Waldera. Put back is no good, but she was fouled. And two shots up coming for Andrea Waldera. Foul is on number zero, Avery Glenz. That's her first, team fifth. And to go back to Blair Taylor's defense, they were expecting zone was Coach J.B. Grangar, but that box and one is something that most teams don't prepare for as the free throw is good for Waldera. And again, what that is is you man up on one player. That is Glenz who they're trying to take away. Otherwise, it's a 2-2 zone essentially. And we'll see what kind of deep or offense they drop against it. But... You can watch Fredrickson. She didn't even know where the ball was. She Her nose nope. was right in Glenn's belly there. As the free throw is good for Waldera. It goes two for two, and we're tied at 10. Some coaches like to put that man being covered by a defender right next to a player in the zone, so it's almost like you have a bunched-up defense there, and the spacing's not that well. They go to Glenn's in the corner here. She draws a double team, needs some help, tries to step through it, and she does, but a Time timeout out. was called by Coach Grangard. One step aside for 30 seconds, 8.39 to play until halftime. We're all tied at 10 here on WHTO. Back and forth game. Both offenses starting to settle in as the Wildcats and Cardinals are tied at 10 here in this girls' basketball regular season finale between Blair Taylor and Oliva Strum. All teams gearing up for the postseason. Blair Taylor will be on the road to Elma Pepin as the 10 seed on Tuesday. Oliva Strum gets Indy Gilmington in Gilmington as the 14 going against the 3 on Tuesday night. 
Inbound goes to Sweeplehofer. She's open, takes the short jumper, won't go. Good one-handed rebound by Waldera. She'll push it up ahead. Here comes Beck driving down on Hill. Gets into the lane, but she missed it on the run. Rebound by Maddie Brown underneath, and the Cardinals have it, who are looking to slow things down a bit. I think they're doing what Coach Lean wants. They're getting there before that zone gets set up, and they've got some good shots inside. They just haven't fallen to this point. Lens backs down, kicks it out for three. It's an air ball by Skog. Rebound unable to be saved by Brown underneath. Possession arrow, or I should say not possession arrow, possession in general belongs to Blair Taylor. So now here comes full court pressure by Levestrom. Going to try and turn over Blair Taylor here. Aguilar inbounds to Waldera, then gets it right back. Samantha Aguilar crosses the timeline from left to right, takes it to the wing, goes to the Smetna in the corner. Back now up top, passes left for Fredrickson. Back top of the circle, finds Aguilar now into the corner for Smetna, guarded by Glens. Smetna rotates to the right side, entry pass Waldera, a hot one that's caught, drives by her defender, and Andrea Waldera taps it in for two. Six points for Waldera, Blair Taylor back in front, 12 to 10. Just under eight to go here in the first half and what has been a good defensive game so far. Spangberg steps to the defense for travel as she tried to go between Aguilar and Beck. That's one thing that's hurt Olivestrom. They're averaging about 24 turnovers a game, but wow. some of them Coach Grangard is certainly okay with when you're aggressive with the basketball. It was more so free throw shooting. One thing he pointed out to me, they're shooting 54% from the free throw line and Pointed out a number of games. If we just shot it a little bit better, that might have been six wins. Wow. We could add it to our total. So this has been a team that's been awfully close in a lot of games this year. Smetna passes to Aguilar at the top of the circle. Passes left and now into the corner for Beck. Entry pass wall. Dara goes up and under through Glenn. Steps on the baseline. Kicks it out for Smetna for three. And she rings the bell. First three of the night for Alyssa Smetna. And the Wildcats have a five-point lead at 15-10. Smetton is a good shooter and not shot to take him, especially from those corner spots. Here comes a double right across half court, but they get to Glenn's. Feeds it inside. Brown steps through into the paint. Lost it for a second. Got it back. Lob pass inside. Caught by Sweeplehofer. Falls to the deck, but gets it over to Glenn's. And now we got a reach-in foul called on Blair Taylor's Andy Beck. And that's going to be their first foul of the game. And yeah. it comes at the 649 mark of the first half. Would you believe that's her first then if it's a yes, first team foul? Yeah, I figured that one out all by myself. <laughs> Math bears it out. <laughs> Glenn's the inbound on the near sideline. Gets it to center court. A lot of contact up front, but no foul called. Spangberg gets freed up for three. She'll let it go. And she'll splash it from the left wing. Avery Spangberg, the freshman, gets on the board. The Cardinals are back within two at 15-13. Wildcats in the home way. Moving to our right. Back high on the right. Along the wing. Takes it down the middle of the free throw line. Trying to pass it to the defense. Instead, it gets kicked by a Cardinal inadvertently. Ball still loose and saved by Oliva Strong. Excellent play by Spangberg. Hot potato there. Cardinals looking for the lead back with a three. Brown pumps, drives, leaves off inside. Sweeplehofer, nice dive to the bucket. And she scores her first two. Good balance from the Cardinals. Four different players have scored, led by Brown with eight. And we're tied at 15. Back-to-back 5-0 spurts for each team. Blair Taylor first. And now Oliva Strong to even the game with six minutes to go in the first half. Aguilar, top of the circle, passes right back, bobbles, lost the ball, and that's going to be a tough foul for Spangberg on what was a near disaster for Blair Taylor. Number two, Avery Spangberg picks up her first foul, sixth team foul. So far in this game, Mitchell, the two freshmen off the bench for Oliva Strum, Brown and Spangberg, have 11 of their 15 points. They've actually overturned this call. It is going to Oliva Strum. I'm not sure what the call is here necessarily that flips it. It looks like they're calling a foul on Beck. 
I think so. So that's two on her. Number, yeah, that's second on uh, Andy Beck. That's a surprising. I, I thought they got that call right. It was unfortunate for Oliva Strom, considering how it happened, but I think they got it right. But instead, they flip it. And now up top, Sweetfelhofer for three. Missed it. Rebound underneath for Cassidy Coxling. And now back out to Maddie Brown. Glenn's has it at the top. Glenn's against the box in one zone. Steps into the left elbow. Flips it back to the right side for Sweetfelhofer. Inside pass for Glenn's. Here comes the devil. She absorbs it. Dribbles back out, spins it back up top. Good pump and drive by Scout down the lane. Draws a crowd. They get it back out for Brown. Extra pass to the quarter. Coxley open for three. That's a round and out. No good. Rebound for Sweeplehofer. She drives, puts it up, and a foul called on the ground against Blair Taylor. And they're going to get that on Fredrickson. Number five, Madeline Fredrickson picks up her first, team third. And to go back to that foul, Butch, on Beck, she's just coming out of the game now. Because of how it happened, Jesse Lee couldn't sub her out, so she had to play that last defensive sequence with two fouls. And fortunately for Blair Taylor, she did not pick up a third there. Francesca Zentroff comes in for her. I think that's the first sub of the night for the Wildcats. They they haven't had many. They've had a couple. They've had Brenna Thorson a few times, but otherwise not many. Here's a drive by Glenn from the right wing. Gets inside. Missed the shot. Rebound for Waldera as she gobbles up another one. Tied at 15. Under five to go here in the first half. Aguilar walks it down. Feeds it to the right elbow and gets it back. She'll rise and fire for three. Bounces off the heel. Rebound tapped around a few times. They're going to get Waldera on that one. Yep, and that's going the other way. So Blair Taylor went through the first almost 12 minutes of this game without a foul. Now they've got four in the last about a minute and a half. Number 13, Andrea Waldera with her. Well, they called it on number. Got that. Uh, they don't have it up there. That's the last one on Fredrickson, I believe. I believe it is. There Waldera. we go. Yep. Waldera, number 13, her first team, fourth, like Mitchell said. 14 or 446 to go here in the first half. We are tied at 15. Final game of the girls' regular season. Oliva Shum and Blair Taylor. Cardinals looking for the lead back. They've had it briefly, but that's it. Brown in the far corner. Dribbles with her left hand. Guarded by Aguilar. Extended 2-3 here as Glenn's is going against the straight zone. Drives passes right open for three is Brown. She's made one. Not that time. She's actually made two. And a rebound on the weak side by Frankie Zentgraf. And here comes Blair Taylor. Aguilar from the right side. Kicks to the corner. Long two is airballed by Zentgraf. Rebound by Oliva Strums. Cassidy Coxling. And here come the Cardinals as they outlet over to Glenn's. Second lean score in the conference. Just two points so far. They've been covering her up nicely. And she's still been a factor as a pass up top, nearly thrown away. Coxing tracks it down now. Foul called on Fredrickson. And in the blink of an eye, she's got two fouls. And the team has five. And those fouls have racked up quickly. You wouldn't think it that it's bonus possible for Leva Strum here in the first half. But now they're one foul away from getting to that point. Substitutions for the Cardinals. They sent two players in. Spangberg and Skaug, I believe, have entered the game for the Cardinals. Levenstrom still for the lead. They had it briefly by two points after a three by Maddie Brown, but otherwise Blair Taylor has either had the lead or it's been tied. Nordstrom in the corner. Leads off an underhand pass for Kulig. Rotates to the left wing. Skaug's pass inside. Intercepted by Waldera. And then Spangberg tried to poke it away from behind and picks up the foul. Got a big chunk of her arm trying to rip that free. And she picks up the personal. Avery Spangberg, her first, I believe. And it'll be the team sixth. Inbound pass by Aguilar. Goes to the defense and the offense. It goes straight out of bounds. And it belonged to the Cardinals. No one touched it, so they'll inbound underneath. Aguilar's pass just too far in front of the intended target in Brenna Thorson. So a turnover for the Wildcats. Inbound underneath for the Cardinals. They get it into Nordstrom. 
Nordstrom takes it left of the circle, passes right for Spangberg on the other side. Open for three is Kulig. That goes around and out, no good. Rebound for Glens is going to result in a jump ball as well. Dara got her paws on it as well. And the possession arrow favors Blair Taylor. Leo Strumman, this full-court man-to-man defense has kind of bothered the Wildcats. Yeah, it's made it a little bit difficult to get it across center court. It's also taking them out of their transition game a little bit as well because you got to stay focused on beating that pressure. Aguilar brings it across, hands it off for Fredrickson. On the center court, Blair Taylor logo. You crossover dribbles, waits for a screen from Aguilar, instead passes to her. Goes pick and roll to Waldera, lobs it to her on the inside. Too strong, hit nothing but backboard. And the rebound tapped over to Eliza Kulig. Again, another missed uh, shot in the lane for the uh, Wildcats. Still tied at 15. Kulig now open for three and the lead, and it's in and out. No good. Rebound for Aguilar. A lot of good looks for the Cardinals. They certainly have the momentum right now and a little bit more comfortable on both ends after a tough first seven minutes of this game. Aguilar dribbles left side. That ball swatted away by Kulik. She's got a steal. A one-on-one if she can beat Aguilar. Gets all the way down. Missed it. There's Glenn's and she'll put it back. Plus a foul as she goes right over the top of Frankie Zinkraft. Good hustle by Avery Glenn's to set that up. Foul is on number 23. That's uh, Zentgraf. Her first. Team sixth. So free throw coming up here for Avery Glenn's to try and make this a three-point lead. It would be the largest for Oliva Strum. Our free throw is up and good. So Glenn's with five. Maddie Brown still leads the team with eight. And the Cardinals are on an 8-0 run. Blair Taylor hasn't scored in nearly five minutes. They both have had their droughts then, haven't they? And there's a foul in the backcourt. A bit of an ill-advised one against Kulig there. And because that's number seven on the team, that's going to send Waldera to the line for a one-and-one. Her second, team seventh, like Mitchell said, sending Waldera back to the line. She's two for two there so far tonight. And they will sub her out with the two fouls. Into the game comes Cora Gunderson with 2.26 to play. And I think J.B. Grangard telling her, you know, we like the aggressiveness, but that one just a little unnecessary there as the free throw by Waldera is good. She's got a good touch for a free throw shooter considering yes. her size at six foot one. She's three for three at the free throw line. Snaps about a five-minute scoring drought. For Blair Taylor, second free throw is good again. Nothing but nylon. So just like that, the Wildcats are down by one. 18-17, our score, Cardinals with a one-point edge. Trying to go into halftime with the lead on the road in a game that gets you prepped for the postseason. Passed inside by Spangberg, stolen away by Waldera. She tried to slip it between two defenders. Waldera lobs it to Aguilar. Left side pumps on a three. Hands off Fredrickson. Fredrickson pushed back towards center court, leaves it for Smetna. Back to Fre- Fredrickson. Fredrickson at the top, dribbles and hands it off. Here's a drive by Aguilar, had that poked away. Tracks it down near the center court line. Good defense by Annika Skaug. Pass for Smetna, waits the screen. She'll take it from Thorson, now has a switch with Glenn's on her. That one poked away after a handoff. Tracked down by Fredrickson just as she crossed half court, almost an over and back. Fredrickson brings it across, a very disjointed offensive possession. For Blair Taylor, inside seat Fredrickson, takes a step, took an awkward-looking jumper, won't go, and the rebound for Glenn's underneath, and we've got an official stoppage, and Spangberg, I think, got hit in the face. I think she caught an elbow as she was battling for that rebound. And that's in the official timeout. Spangberg goes straight to the bench. And Looks like Oliva Strum has taken a 30 here now. And they're going to continue action on the oh, floor. So, yeah, okay. just a official timeout there to get Spangberg out, and 
Got a big hug from her coach right away. That's one of those, you'll be all right, but take your time. Never know. Sometimes when you get hit in the nose, that makes you dizzy for a little bit and just going to go check on her. Maybe her nose might be bleeding there. I'm not 100% sure. But the Cardinals have the ball. Extended zone look again for the Wildcats, who trail by one at home. Inside pass deflected by Wildair, stolen by Smetna. A lot of contact after the fact, but no foul. Wildair, a long outlet pass for Aguilar, tracks it down the far oh, corner. Oh, off her kick, foot. Kicks it out of bounds and a turnover for Blair Taylor. With 1.04 to go here in the first half. Now, Coach Grangar told us in the pregame today this is the healthiest they've been since the new year. They've gotten their last player back from injury, and they are looking confident and certainly not scared of anything here against a Hoppler Taylor team. That's one four out of five. Pass in the corner, lob caught, going up under a tough shot. It's thrown up and in by Cora Gunderson. Somehow figured the angle and got to roll off the back iron and in. Field goal lead for Oliva Strum, 20-17, 35 seconds to play. Until halftime. Smetna thought about the three. Gets a screen and now Glenn switches on to her. Hand off Aguilar. Samantha Aguilar back to the top. Dribbles to the right elbow. And then gives it up to Beck on the wing. Beck brings it back up top. Lob pass inside. Intercepted. Too high for Thorson. Picked off by Glenn. Glenn brings it downhill. Gets into the paint. Kicks it out. Open for three. Annika Skaug. Little bit short. Offensive rebound though for Nordstrom. Just throws up a hook shot. Won't go. Rebound Waldera. Five seconds to go. Bringing it down as Fredrickson crosses center court. Gets to the baseline. Throws it up off Two, the bottom of the backboard. No good. 200 far underneath on that one. Yep. And that is the end of an entertaining first half of play. A well-contested first 18 minutes. Oliva Strum, who didn't score for the first seven minutes of this one, goes into halftime with a three-point advantage. We'll take a break and come back with halftime in just a matter of moments here on WHDL. Welcome into halftime here from Blair Taylor. 20-17, to Oliva Strum with the halftime lead over the Wildcats. Mitchell Spellens, Butch Lama with you. Interesting game so far, Butch. It took forever, really, for either team to score after the opening tip for Blair <laughs> Taylor. Scored right away. Offense is set a limp. It's been good defense on both sides. And Oliva Strum, once they found their footing, they seemed a little bit more comfortable out there here in the first half. Their shooting percentage has got to be a little bit higher. They didn't score, but they didn't take a lot of shots there, if you remember correctly. Yep. And... Uh, I, Blair Taylor, I, I think Coach Lean has got to be happy with the shots they're getting. They've missed at least a half a dozen shots right within two to three feet of the basket, Mitchell. Yeah, they have, and as a result, they've gotten good looks, haven't converted on all of them, and find themselves down by three here in the final game of the regular season. And for the halftime stats, here, here, Butch. here we go. We'll start with the Blair Taylor Wildcast leading them and scoring is Andrea Waldera with eight, five for uh, Elsa Smetra. Uh, two points each for Andy Beck and Samantha Aguilar for their 17. They're six for six from the free throw line for 100%. They've committed six personal, foul, personal fouls, nobody with more than two and seven turnovers. For the visiting Cardinals from Oliva Strum, they were led by uh, Medea Brown off the bench with eight, five for Avery Glenz, three points for Avery Spanberg, and two each for uh, Vea Zwiefelhofer. And Cora Gunderson, so they have uh, 13 of their 20 points, our bench points here at this point, Mitchell. They were one for one from the line, so nobody's missed a free throw yet. Seven personal fouls on the Cardinals, uh, nobody with more than two there, and nine turnovers. It's been an interesting game so far. Again, Oliva Strong, first time they've been fully healthy in a while. They're also first game in nine days. Slow start, finish strong. Blair Taylor had some good defensive pressure early. Offense didn't necessarily capitalize. 
We'll see how the second half turns out. 20 to 17, Oliva Strum with the lead. We'll step aside, come back with the second half in just a few minutes here on. Back here from Blair Taylor High School in the final tune-up before the postseason begins on Tuesday. Blair Taylor trailing Oliva Strum at home 20 to 17 as we get set for the final stanza of this one. Mitchell Speltz, Butch Lama with you. Two teams that will be headed on the road on Tuesday. Blair Taylor to Elma Pepin is the 10th seed. And Leva Strong maybe not your father's 14 seed playing really well here tonight. They'll get Independence Gilmington on Tuesday. And it's interesting. Listen to Coach Grangar before the game, Butch. He said, you know what? This is our last game. Nothing to lose. There's no consequences. We're going to lose tonight. And Leva Strong, the way they're playing confidently, they're healthy now. Yeah, the health, I think, is one of the big things. They've had some illness, some injuries, and... Uh... He's got his full squad, I think he said, for basically the first time yep. this year, you know, since the first of the year. It was kind of that Arcadia game that we had that they nearly pulled off at home. Since then, they haven't really been healthy. And, you know, we look at them now, especially if they win this game, you don't know it's what to expect. going to carry some confidence into Tuesday night, isn't it? And we'll see again. 18 minutes to go here in the final regular season game. Oliva Strum will have the basketball moving from left to right now as they lead it by three on the road. Avery Glenn's right side passes to the far side into the wing in the corner. Right back to the top for Eliza Kulik. Rotate Glenn. She'll open from three right side. It's good. Avery Glenn's from distance. And it's 23-17. Largest lead tonight for Levastrom. Wildcats with the basketball looking for an answer on this side of the floor. A team that's averaging only about 40 points a game offensively, but they scored 77 last time out against Elmwood Plum City. Melissa Smetna brings it up top, guarded by Glenn's. And they switch off her. And now here's back, pick and roll. There's Fredrickson rolling down the lane. And she taps it in for two. Nice pick and roll there. It's been a good set for them whenever they've gotten her open downhill. She's missed a few of those. And that time she got wide open and deep and finished it off. 23-19, a minute gone by here in the second half. Wheeling through trouble is Coxling, but then she threw it away. Stolen by Andy Beck. Beck drives right side of the lane, collides with the body, gets it to go, and a foul is called. A chance for three. You know, that's a tough one on Cooley because Beck, I think, initiated the foul, the contact, but, she, but Cooley was yep. backing up. Yep, that's a good foul call, and that's a really good job by Beck seeking out that contact. You often see players try and shy away from that. Went right into it, absorbed it, and finished off the bucket. They're going to get Cooley to the bench as that is her third first team fall and a half for the Cardinals. So one free throw to come here for Beck, who came up with the layup. It is up, and it's good. Back with five, 23-22, so a little 5-0 spurt here for Blair Taylor, and it's a one-point game. Largest lead for the Wildcats, I believe, has been five. Largest for Oliva Strum is six. So it's been within two scores the whole game. I'll knock that bounds right in front of us on the near sideline. Inbound goes to Scout now in the corner for Coxling. Caxley Coxing is double teams to be able to force it inside. Gunderson has it, finds a slashing Glens, goes right back out with it. And I'll sweep off or takes the handoff, lobs for Glens in the corner. Avery Glens trap, brings the ball down, and a jump ball is going to be called because of that. Possession arrow, Wildcats. It goes the other way. She got both hands on it. It was rather quickly called, but she did have both hands on the ball. If the referees allowed maybe a split second longer on that leash, Glenn's had a path to the basket, but just enough contact force with the basketball to get the tie-up. So the Wildcats looking to score seven, possibly eight in a row to retake the lead here. Down 23-22. Andy Beck looks for Smetna. She's got her. Pumps on a right wing three. Drives it towards the baseline, but is stopped there. 
Gets it back in between the arcs. Back high-low pass caught by Waldera. Muscles it up. Missed off the bottom of the backboard. Got it back. Kicks off Fredrickson for three. Rolls off. No good. Rebound Cardinals underneath as they swipe it away. Good rebound, Corey Gunderson. And Gunderson will hand it off. Anna Kaskow walks it down the floor. Passes to the corner. Coxlean's open. Does not take the three, though. Steps through trouble. Passes to Glenn. Slashed into the basket. Kicks it right back out. And the Cardinals reset. But they turn it over. Miscommunication there as the Wildcats come up with the loose ball. Aguilar runs the break. Takes it to the right side. Stops on the wing. Hands it off for Fredrickson. Adeline Fredrickson against the man-to-man defense. Wildcats are moving to our left here in the second half. Down by one. Back pick and roll for Aguilar. That one tipped and taken away by Avery Glenn's. Glenn's with a one-on-two. Goes it anyway, but dribbled it off her foot. Falls on the basketball, and they got a timeout called. Cardinals get the timeout, so they'll keep the ball. 15-21 to go in the game. It's 23-22. Oliva Strum back in 30 seconds here on WHTL. One-point lead for Oliva Strum. It's response Butch Alama with you on the call from Blair Taylor High School. We'll be back here tomorrow for the boys' side of this matchup, Cardinals and Wildcats. And now we got a good girls' game going on right now. Both these teams looking to head in with some momentum to the postseason. That begins on Tuesday. Cardinals a 14 seed. Blair Taylor will be the 10 seed. Glenn's diagonal pass caught by Sweeplehoff on the right block. Goes back to Glenn's in the paint. Powers it up and banks it in. Avery Glenn's starting to assert her will here. 10 points for her. 25-22. Cardinals up a field goal. Madeline Fredrickson goes one-on-one with Sweeplehoff. Beats the press. Brings it across center court and hands off to the point guard Andy Beck. Back to Fredrickson. Looks for inside for a cutter. That's Aguilar catches. Wheels along the baseline, gets it outside. Three-pointer is up by Beck for the tie. Won't go. Rebound for Glenn's. Glenn's trying to get it out of there, and she does. Gets the angle and crosses center court. Glenn's picks up her dribble. Lobs it to Sweeple Hoffer. Gets it right back. Drives down the lane. Off-balance shot. No good. She got tangled up. And a rebound for Fredrickson on the weak side. Good defense by Waldero. She kept the hands straight up. And this Leva Strum offense is really predicated on cutting to the basket. Avery Glenn's has put on a clinic in that regard especially here in the second half. 25-22, Wildcats again can tie the game with a three here. Beck takes the screen from Waldera, pick and roll. She's open on the high-low. She'll catch it, goes up, but cannot finish. Out of bounds, though, last touch by Blair Taylor's Waldera, trying to track it down. Had another good look, semi-contested, yeah, but just unable to finish. Nice pass, two from Beck inside to Waldera. That high-low pick and roll has been effective, but Wildcats have not fully cashed in. Eva Strum trying to add to their lead, but an ill-advised turnover here as the pass from Skog too low and out of the reach of Maddie Brown. Cardinals thought that was touched, but it's not. It's going to Blair Taylor. So they'll put the full-court pressure on here, and it's man-to-man, so they'll back off as everyone retreats. Beck brings it down, guarded by Brown, who had a hot start offensively in this game, knocking down a couple of threes. Going one-on-one here with Beck. Beck looks inside, nothing there. Feeds it to Waldera, who gets by her defender. Rips, spins, and finishes. Andrea Waldera with 12. That's a game high for points. They're feeding it to her. Once she gets it in that close, she's getting the shot she yep. wants. It's just a matter of making them. They're gambling a little bit on her. It's paid off in some aspects. Not in that scenario, though. Cardinals up one. Inside pass for Gunderson. Back out. Glenn shall rise. Fire for three, but cannot hit. Long rebound out to Sweeplehoffer. Drives down the lane. Got through everyone, but couldn't finish the layup. Put back opportunity. Missed. There is Glenn's, and she is fouled. Scow got a good look before Glenn's got it, but hers was too strong, but it went right to the cutting Glenn's. 
who goes to the free throw line. Calls on number five, Madeline Fredrickson. That is her third first here in the second half. And talking with Coach Grangard before the game, he mentioned that a lot of teams defensively have really focused more on shutting down Glenn's as her first free throw is good. And you saw that tonight with the box and one that Blair Taylor ran. They have not run that since the early first half, but even with the intense defensive pressure she's getting, she still has 11 points, and she misses the second free throw. Lead is two, 26-24, Leva Strum, which is a credit to her. It's also helped her teammates get better. And a balanced Leva Strum attack starting to come to fruition. They had five players with nine or more points in their last win against Augusta. Pick and roll there as well. There again, gets again. Close, but that one's around and out no good. Another great look. They surrounded her at the basket, but got it up clean. Scalg rebounds, brings it down herself, gives it off to Sweeplehofer, right of the circle. That one knocked away, and before it could be saved by Smetna, it goes out of bounds on the near sideline to leave a strum ball. 12.49 to go, 26-24 Cardinals. 22, uh, Nordstrom in for 23, Gunderson. For about the first 12 minutes of this game, Blair Taylor had the lead. About the last 12, give or take, Oliva Strum has been mostly in control. Here's a drive by Lizzie Nordstrom. Got tripped up just slightly, but enough for a foul. And I think they got Fredrickson on that. That is. That is Madeline Fredrickson's fourth. Team second. She's got both of them. Team fouls here. Number 23, I believe. Uh, Zentgraf in for her. And that's somewhat key here, Butch, because Fredrickson has been the main defender when they have gone a little man here against Glenn's, but here's a turnover. Andy Beck with the steal off the inbound, drives it to the left baseline, stops, kicks out, Smetna for three in the lead. No good. Rebound, Glenn's. That would have gotten this place going had that fallen. Glenn's drives, maneuvers through the defense, flips it back out front, open for three is Skaug. That's in and out. Rebound, Samantha Aguilar. That one was halfway down, I believe. Yeah, that could have been a six-point swing, perhaps, on the missed three on this end and then a make on the other had that fallen. Instead, Wildcats with the ball down two still, 26-24. Beck drives left side, collides with Skaug and is fouled. In the shooting motion, she'll have two free throws to tie it. Annika Skaug picks up her first team second. And there again, she made the aggressive move again. Beck going right at the defensive ball player, getting to the line. 12.07 12.07 to go. First free throw for Beck is good. One of three double-digit scores on the season for uh, Jesse Lee's team. And he said that was a big difference for them, especially in their late-season surge. They have three go-to players, Beck, Aguilar, and Waldera. And the second free throw for Beck is no good. Rebound for Waldera is put right back up and in. And in a matter of seconds, Blair Taylor reclaims the lead. A three-point possession, 27-26. Timeout called by the Wildcats. We're back in just a moment with 12.04 to go here on WHTL. 12 and change to play here from Blair Taylor. Wildcats have their first lead of the half after a missed free throw and a putback by Waldera to cap off a three-point possession. One has been a good one, a game that has been within two scores the entire night. Colonels bringing the ball down after the Blair Taylor timeout. Each team has three remaining. Colonels look at take the lead right back. Annika Skog in between the arcs, passes to the middle. Nordstrom's there, turns her head around, puts up a tough shot on the run, no good. Waldero swallows up another rebound. Okay, it's pushed. Smetna hands off Beck at the top. One-on-one guarded by Coxley, man-to-man defense. Aguilar, top of the circle, drives downhill, kicks it out. Three-pointer, open right side. Smetna rolls off, no good. Another offensive rebound for Waldera, and she's fouled from behind. 
Two more shots at the line for Waldera, where she is four for four to nine. Follows on number zero, Avery Glentz. That's her second, team third. Now Blair Taylor, who was down three at halftime, down by as much as six after an early three-pointer by the Cardinals this half. But since that point, they have gone on a 10-3 run. First free throw by Waldera is good. And she continues to be the game lead scorer with 15. One thing about Blair Taylor is they're not the deepest bunch, but the core group that they have is very good. Cardinals a little bit deeper. Let me see if they can wear them down a little bit as we get towards the final stretch of this one. Second free throw, good for Waldera. She's perfect from the stripe tonight. 29-26. Cardinals down by three now. Coxling brings it down, or Scalg rather, passes to Coxling. Now high on the left. Now Glenn's flashes back up top. Cardinals moving to our right. Pass inside, caught by Brown, backs down Waldera, but no chance to put that up. Instead, brings it down, and Aguilar rips it away, and she keeps it in bounds. Just Bailey. J.P. Grangar thought that should have been out of bounds, and I agree with him as she did Oh, re-establish. that's over and back. And she it, hadn't stable, yeah. established position in the front court. Yeah, but to go back to Aguilar, she stepped out of bounds. To, actually, she saved it, then stepped out of bounds, and then came back in. She can't be the first to touch it. But they missed that call. But, in, you know, karma kind of works out sometimes, I guess. <laughs> and it goes back to Oliva Strum anyway. So it all works out in the end. Blair Taylor caught a break momentarily, but they did not keep possession. Arnold still down by three, 29-26. Scout looks inside, has a teammate. That is Coxon. Lean in, jumper is banked in from the free throw line. Her first points of the night. Not the prettiest off her hand, but does the trick. One point game, 29-28, Blair Taylor. Beck brings it across the timeline, finds Aguilar high on the left. Aguilar takes it to the foul line, passes it back outside. Now in the corner, pass for Waldera too high, but she knocks it out to the perimeter. Aguilar pumps, passes to the right side, and now looks to get it back. She does as she hands it off now for Beck, who wants to change things up a bit. 10-15 to go, 29-28 Wildcats. Pick and roll, there's Aguilar this time on the drive. They're actually going to call a jump ball. Possession arrow does keep her with Blair Taylor. That's a little bit surprising. Looked like a lot of arm as she grabbed that basketball from behind. But it is Wildcat ball after all that. Inbound to back. Now the entry feed for Waldera. Pumps goes up, takes the fallaway jumper from eight feet. Won't go. Rebound to leave a strum. Coxling with the rebound with 10 minutes to go. Waldera's had her shot in her. She just hasn't been able to shoot a high percentage tonight. Nope. Scout flips it to the left side. Coxling with the ball needs some help as she gets it over to Glenn's. Glenn's lobs it to Eliza Kulig, who's been in foul trouble for most of the night, and she had her pocket pick by Aguilar. One of the best defenders in the league snatches another one. Pass ahead for Smetna, back to Aguilar, threw it between her legs, but able to maintain it. Back to Smetna. Back now in between the arcs. Coach Lean says, slow it down. Wildcats taking their time as they put a little more extra pressure defense on now. Aguilar, left side, takes the screen from Waldera. Pick and roll this time. It's knocked away by Kulig, but Aguilar got it back. Nice job by Kulig. She's seen that happen a few times, and she just got those long arms up and deflected that one. Might have been a blessing in disguise that one was knocked away. That was not open as they tried to force inside of Waldera. Instead, Beck gets open for three, and she rings the bell from distance. Andy Beck knocks it down as she freed herself up from the left wing. 32-28 for Blair Tiller, their largest lead since the first half. Lens at the top, looking for an answer. 2-3 zone for the Wildcats. Pass to the left wing, caught by Skaug. Gets it back to Glenn's, drives to the short corner, where she's picked up by Aguilar. Lobs it to Brown, gets it back to Coxlane, or Skaug, rather. 
Scout looks inside. And now Coxon with the ball. Finds it in the right corner for Matty Brown. Brown dribbles, feeds baseline right. Here's Kulik stepping in. Almost traveled. And she did. Took an extra step before she threw up the shot. Turnover Cardinals. Comes with 8.35 to go. Just five total fouls combined between these two teams in the second half. Eva Strum with three. Blair Taylor with two. Well, Cats able to beat the pressure momentarily. Beck collides with Coxling, keeps her balance. Fires into the corner. There is Smetna. Back out for Beck, who's done a really good job running the point in this game for Blair Taylor. I think they're on the left side, guarded by Glenn's. Gets it to Smetna. And now here is Beck. Hot pass inside, caught by Waldera. Oh, Turns nice around pass. and kisses it off the glass. Waldera continuing to have her way inside. She averages 11. She's got 18 tonight to lead all scorers. Coxling looks for Glenn's out front. She's got her. Extended 2-3 look. Dribbles to the left elbow. Kick out. Open is scout. Passes the three up. Goes to Kulig in the short corner where she gets trapped and nearly thrown away. Out of bounds. Deflected by Beck. And here comes Avea Sweeplehofer back into the game for Oliva Strum. It's 7.52 to go in the game. Cardinals offense is starting to go on a little bit cold. Has one main bucket in the last five and a half minutes. Now and over to Sweeplehofer. Entry pass caught by Kulig. Drives. Wild shot. No good. A lot of contact. Rebounded by Waldera, dribbled it off her own foot, and it rolls out of bounds through the baseline, and the Cardinals will get an extra possession. Number 23, uh, Cora Gunderson in for Kulig for the Cardinals. So Gunderson in, and they'll give Kulig the break. Lead is six. This is the largest of the night for Blair Taylor. Inbounder is Skog. No one really moving. They lob it into Glenn's, and she caught it out of bounds, and... That's one where Scout kind of just led her right into yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say the pass led her out of bounds. And in her defense, though, no one was really moving on no, that. No, so. she had to pass it and, and call Glenn, a timeout. And Glenn's fell out of bounds. So the Wildcats get it right back immediately after their turnover. Aguilar at the basketball, man-to-man defense for Blair Taylor for Oliva Strum. Top of the circle, three rims around and down for Alyssa Smetna. And just like that, it's a nine-point lead for Blair Taylor and a timeout call by J.B. Grangard. 7-19 to go. Blair Taylor trying to pull away here on WHDL. 7-19 to play. Blair Taylor has started to take over this game a little bit. They're on a 14-2 run to go up by nine points. It's 37-28 Wildcats with 7-19 to go. Oliva's offense was humming for a little bit there, but now they've gone cold. Not much there for Avery Glenn's. Wildcats have defended penetration well. And now Oliva Strum in desperate need of a basket or two. Down by nine with seven and change to go. They have the basketball after the timeout. Sweepoffer looks inside for Glenn. She has her in a reaching foul from behind. They're going to get Becca for that. Had two quick ones in the first half, and now she picks up her third here. Like you, Mitchell said, that is her third, team third. No team real close to the bonus at this point. Each team with three team fouls. Inbound goes to Annika Skog, who has not scored in this game. Lobs it inside. Caught by Brown. Pivots and passes it out. Rotates to the right side. Sweeplehoff for entry pass for Gunderson. Leads it for Gunderson, who shoulders up her defender. Missed the shot as it was blocked, but got it right back. Lob to Sweeplehoffer up top for Brown. Had it knocked away. Stolen by Beck. Ball loose on the deck. Jump ball is going to favor Oliva Strum. Uh, kind of some quick passing without even thinking about it. And as a result, the Cardinals almost turned it over there. 
They're bringing Fredrickson back in with those four personals with 6.49 to go in this game. A little bit of a risk by uh, Coach Lean here. I was kind of surprised that wasn't a jump ball. Being Walder got both hands on that block yeah. underneath. but They did not call it then, but they did eventually call it a few seconds later. Brown inside, Sweefelhofer looks back to the outside. Open is Skalg for three. They need this, but she can't hit it. Rebound along the far side by Alyssa Smetna. Smetna brings it down the floor, leaves it off behind her to Beck. Beck's been the catalyst offensively here in the second half, really directing this Wildcat offense. Aguilar between the arcs, passes right for Beck on the wing. Guarded by Skalg, steps in, lobs it. Smetna's wide open for three. Missed it long, the closest defender was Samantha Aguilar, who's standing right in front of her. Little miscommunication there, but she missed the shot. Rebound to Lima Strum. 2-3 zone again. They sag back into it. Pass to the right side. Sweefelhofer looks for Gunderson out there. Instead goes to Glenn's in the mid post. Takes the short jumper. Won't go while Dara vacuums up the rebound. 5.55 to go. 37-28. Wildcats with the lead. Oliva Strum just one made field goal in the last eight minutes. That was a bank shot from the free throw line by Cassidy Coxley. Aguilar drives, throws it up, and that one is blocked. Good defense by Sweefelhofer. Outlet over to Glenn's. Avery Glenn's in the traveling black uniforms. Takes it to the right of front court. Passes into the corner. Gunderson lobs up top. Brown's open for three. She had a couple in the first half. That one's short. Rebound. Glenn's angles it up. Won't go. Back tap towards the perimeter. Goes out of bounds. Last touched by Blair Taylor's Alyssa Smetna. So Leva Strump keeps it in the front court right by their bench at 5.22 to go. He hit a three. It's a two-possession game. They've had some good looks over the last couple of possessions and haven't been able to convert either one. Sweefelhofer right of the circle. Feeds inside for Glenn's. Finds the soft spot. Goes up under. Beautiful move. And she finishes with the finger roll. Got Waldera to bite on that nice ball fake. 37-30. Cardinals down seven. We got a couple more years to watch that competition Absolutely. between them two. Glenn's a freshman. Waldera a sophomore. Aguilar in the left corner, lobs it back to the top. Here is Fredrickson finding Beck. Back to Smetna in the far right corner. Entry feed, Aguilar throws up a tough one, but somehow muscled it in. Samantha Aguilar is the team's lean score with 12, but she's only got four tonight. Well, that's a big one there to put him up 39-30 with 440 left. Arnold's need another big bucket here. Skaug, right of the circle on the skip pass, leaves it off underneath. He goes right back out. Brown over to Sweefelhofer. Cardinals having a tough time getting looks on the perimeter. Lob pass to the outside, goes back to Skaug. Rotates over to Brown, looking inside. Cunderson flashes, but they can't get her the ball. Instead, it's Glenn's right wing. Skips it to the other side for Avea Sweefelhofer. Diagonal pass inside for Gunderson. She gets tied up, needs some help. Trying to get it out, and we're going to have a foul called against Blair Taylor's Alyssa Smetna. That will be the first on Smetna, fourth team foul. So now Oliva inbound underneath with 4.09 to go. A lot of time has come off the clock on this possession, almost 40 seconds. Got to find a way to get some points. In the pass from the corner into Gunderson, knocked away by Waldera, goes out of bounds. You know, Glenn's has been flashing to that middle. There's been a couple of times when I think she was open, but they just weren't looking or didn't. Nope. By the time they seen her, it was too late, but she was open. Inbounds pass deflected, still loose. Who wants it? We're going to have a Blair Taylor recovery. And a near travel as Fredrickson high steps over Sweepelhofer. Long pass to Smetna. She'll try the three, and it's missed long. Rebound back. No one was there. Goes up, and she's fouled from behind. 
She did a bad thing there by bringing the ball down, but she got fouled, so yep. she's going to the line. That Smetna made that three. This place really would have been going. Ball is on number one, Medea Brown. That's her first, team fourth. The two shots here for Andy Beck. Here first is short, no good. Blair Taylor has a team 58% from the free throw line. While Darius had a lot of success there tonight, she might be the only one who's actually made to the free throw line prior to this as Beck makes the second. Beck's got, uh, she is now five of seven from the line and Waldera is six for six. Largest lead for Blair Taylor. First time spent the double figures for either side. 40 to 30, that air pass is thrown away. It's stolen by Beck. She'll glide all the oh. way, but missed the layup. Again, another. Got too deep and hit the bottom of the rim. Rebound for Glenn, shrugs off her defender, wheels inside, steps through, but can't finish. Good alter by Waldera. She picks up the rebound. Jesse Leon says, slow down. 40 to 30, Blair Taylor, 320 to go. Maddie Brown on top of Beck. Beck takes it out front, handoff. Aguilar, she'll try the three. That one's missed. Rebound is going to result in a foul. A push off by Oliva Strum as Waldera hit the deck. And it falls on number zero, Glenn's. That'll be her third, team fifth. And the Wildcats will inbound underneath. Back comes Eliza Kulig. And 3.13 to play. Kulig and Glenn's are two big girls underneath both. Inbound, Waldera on the feed by Aguilar. Sealed off her defender. And with that, Andrea Waldera's got 20 points, nearly half of the 42 for the Wildcats. Wow. Cardinals running out of time. Passed inside by Sweeple-Hoffer. Tipped and stolen by Fredrickson. Fredrickson puts on the brakes across the timeline. And Jesse Lee says, slow down. We are in no hurry here, up by 12. This was a 26-23 lead for Olivestrom since that point. A 19-4 run for Blair Taylor. Pass to the far corner. Tough one to handle, but it is by Smetna, and she gets it back outside. Hand off back, takes it to the right wing, and... Hauls it back out. That's for help. Hand off Aguilar as they continue to weave it. And now a foul is given by Maddie Brown. That'll be Maddie Brown's second, team six. So it still doesn't get uh, Blair Taylor to the foul line. Nope. Now one more to give here. Probably want to foul Aguilar, I think, if you're looking at the percentages. Don't want to put Waldera or Beck there. Want to make her give it up. They're the only two that have shot free throws tonight for the Wildcats. And there is the foul given. So Sweeple-Hoffer gives it on Aguilar, and she'll shoot the free throws. And they'll that, be one and one Her first, team seven. And Aguilar is a good scorer and a terrific athlete, but can be a little shaky at the free throw line at times. Now at about 50%. And she will shoot the one and one here up by 12 with 2.17 to go. Our free throw is good. Look here on that one. It's been a quiet night for her as well, but she's had steal. She's had some big rebounds. Her defense has been great. And I'm trying to help Blair Taylor put this one on ice. Second free throw is short this time. Rebound for Sweeple-Hoffer. 13-point game, 43-30. Sweeple-Hoffer going all the way, almost uncontested. Scores the two. Quiet night for Sweeplehofer, who has just four after that bucket. Her first points here in the second half. 43-32. Beck gets it across. Five count is on, but she hands off for Aguilar. Aguilar trying to give another foul, and they do. Sweeplehofer will give it, and another one and one's coming up. Second on Avea Sweeplehofer, and that is the eighth team foul on the Cardinals. And J.B. Grant doing a good job giving the fouls. 
Trying to get it and play the percentages here. Another one and one for Aguilar. That one rolls off no good. Rebound for Glens. Avery Glens accelerates down the floor, has a three on two. Takes it to the left block, pivots, passes out. Eliza Kulig's open for a free throw line jumper. That one bounces off. Rebound for Aguilar with 1.40 to go. Aguilar jogs it across center court. Takes it to the right wing in front of her own bench. Pivots and passes to Smetna in the corner. And now it is Beck. And a foul is given by Brown. That will send Andy Beck to the line for a one and one. That is Maddie Brown's third, team ninth. A one and one for Beck. This will be the last one and one before double bonus for Blair Taylor. And her free throw is good. Her to the line. It is 12. Second free throw is no good. Rebound, Glens. 44-32, 90 seconds to play. Time running out quickly for the Cardinals. Brown lobs it for Glens. Glens steps to the free throw line, needs some help. Passes to the corner, out of the reach of Sweetfulhofer as it was behind her, out of bounds, turnover. And that might just about do it. I imagine the Cardinals obviously will keep the pressure going here. We'll see how aggressive they are to foul, but... Time running now for J.B. Grangard's team who put up a terrific fight but just unable to get the offense they needed for the final 10 minutes. Aldera well, catches the inbound, hands it off back to Beck, and they'll give the foul one last time. Glenn's will give it on Beck, and she'll shoot two on the other end of the floor. That is the fourth on number zero, Avery Glenn's. And like Mitchell said, that is the tenth, so they will now get the double bonus. Who's had a great second half. Seen a whole lot of substitutes. Blair Taylor. Their stars have held up well as Beck misses the first free throw. This will be her 11th free throw attempt tonight, Mitchell. Hasn't scored much in terms of few goals. As a matter of fact, hasn't gotten up that many shots. Has gotten here quite a bit. Second free throw is good, though. Splits the pair. 13 point lead for Blair Taylor. A minute 15 left. Pass to the far corner. Brown wheels it back up top. Lens rotates into the corner. Scout now finds Nordstrom, wheels around Waldera, who just swats it right to Aguilar. That's not my house. And the Wildcats control it with under a minute to go. And no foul given at the moment. Beck dribbles around, passes to Smetna in the corner. And now it's Fredrickson. I think Olivastrom is content to just play this out. Aguilar will drive, gets in the paint, kicks it out. Smetna thought about a three and said, well, why does he put it back out? Backhand off Aguilar. Samantha Aguilar dribbles right side in the corner. Now back to Beck. 30 seconds to go. Again, Cardinals are not fouling down 13. And now there is a little inverted foul as they'll get that on Brown. And back to the line goes Beck. Except her fourth. They are in the double bonus already. Commander, our postgame coverage comes up after this. Wrap up the girls' regular season as the first free throw is good for Beck. That was her 10th free throw in this half. Wow. Annabelle Howie for the first time for Leva Strum. She will come in in relief of Maddie Brown. Second free throw for Beck. Good again. 7.32 and a substitution timeout is going to be given here. Very last second, but the Cardinals are just going to get their deep reserves in the game for the final 26 seconds. Obviously, not going to how close this one was tonight, but he was strung a heck of a fight for about 25 minutes of this one, but 
Final and, 10 minutes, hard to get to the finish line. Andrew Waldera and Andy Beck, uh, or Fredrickson and Beck, all take the bench here for the, uh, for the Wildcats. 25 seconds to go. Olivia Spangberg will bring it down. Pass is right. Annabelle Howie takes a dribble inside the arc. And he pushed around the perimeter. That one nearly thrown away. Howie controls her. Actually, that's Skalg, rather. Or no, that was... Yeah, that was Skalg. Now we got turnover. And a giveaway to the Wildcats with 10 seconds to go. And the Cardinals going to foul inbound to Lindsey Nerby in the backcourt. Howie plays the full-court man-to-man pressure. Nerby brings it across. Three seconds to go. Wildcats will bring it out. And that will close the book on the girls' regular season as Blair Taylor wins it 47-32. We'll step aside, come back with the foul tolls and summaries in just a matter of minutes. You've been listening to Girls High School Basketball on WHDL. Welcome into the postgame show from Blair Taylor High School. It is a final. The Wildcats, thanks to a 30-12 advantage in the second half, win it 47-20, or 47-32, rather, over Oliva Strum. Mitchell Spouts, Butch Lama with you to wrap things up. Back and forth game for the first 25 minutes or so, but yeah. the last 10, Blair Taylor puts their foot down, they put the clamps on defensively, and they win it by 15. And, you know, not to take nothing away from Oliva Strum, but Blair Taylor, I think, missed at least six or eight shots right in yep. the paint that you'd expect them to make most, if not all of them, which kept Oliva Strum in at the first uh, 18, you know, half, and then probably the first four or five minutes of the second half, mm -hmm. the first 24, 25 minutes of this game. Yep. Okay, looking at the numbers for Oliva Strum, they were led by their outstanding freshman, Avery Gluntz, with 13, eight off the bench for another freshman, Medea Brown. Uh, four points for uh, Avea Sweeflehofer. She's also a freshman. Three points for Avery Spanberg, a freshman. Uh, two points each for Cassidy Coxlin and Cora Gunderson for their 32. They were th two of three from the free throw line. They just didn't have that motion offense. They didn't get to the line a lot. They didn't uh, force uh, the Wildcats to do much as far as defense and following that way, 67%. They committed 18 personal fouls, 22 turnovers. They had 13 turnovers in that second half. That really hurt them. For the victorious homestanding Wildcats, they were led by Andrea Waldera with a great game. 20 points, and 15, I had her for 15 rebounds. 14 points for Andy Beck. That's been their one-two punch all year. Uh, eight points for Elsa Cementa, and five points for uh, Aguilar. Now, Aguilar has been one of their top scorers yep. also, hasn't she? Leading scorer this year. Oh, leading scorer. Okay, and she only, they held her to five for their 47. They were 16 of 22 from the free throw line for 72%. They only committed 10 fouls, and here's a real big one. They only had 10 turnovers, Mitchell. Wow. That's, that's good ball control. Especially it for is. Team. They only averaged about 15 a game, which is better than most, and they were well under that number yeah, tonight. Yeah, you bet. 47-32, the final. Blair Taylor gets the win. We're back in 90 seconds with the Napa Auto Parts performance player of the game on WHCL. You Mitchell Speltz and Butch Lama back to wrap things up here from Blair Taylor as the Wildcats win at 47-232 over Oliva Strum. Now time for our Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Ball Game. And for that, here is Butch. Thank you, Mitchell. That's brought to you each and every game by Napa Parts and Performance Plus with locations in Independence and right here in Blair. Stop in and see Mike or Seth Benedict for all of your auto part needs. They carry agricultural parts. They got commercial parts. And don't forget to, don't forget to stop and see Nate here at the Auto Center 2.0. Pretty easy for me tonight. Uh, Waldera with 20 points and 15 rebounds. Pretty much dominated inside, and I'm sure she'd be the first to tell you she should have had another 10 yep. points. She missed at least a half a dozen shots that 
I'm sure she's going to tell you she should have made. So uh, Andrea Waldera is our Napa Parts and Performance Plus player of the game here tonight with those 20 points and 15 rebounds. Just two quick other things. We're out of the girls game. Caitlin uh, Clark broke the women's scoring record in Division One. Uh, last I seen with a minute or two to go in the game, she had 49 points for Iowa. Tonight, and she needed, what was it, Mitchell? Eight, eight or t- eight to, to break the record. So she did a good job. And Dave Carlson, who has been giving us updates all night on that big GET West Salem game, the last I heard that uh, it was 93-93 to 93 in overtime. So wow. a heck of a barn burner. A little bit opposite. We had a defensive battle. I don't think there's a whole lot of defense being played at GET tonight. But that wraps up our girls' season. We, we have more girls' basketball continuing. Joy Dane Carlson and myself as we will be broadcasting next Tuesday, the 20th, from Gilmington as Independence Gilmington will be taking on these Levistrom yep. Cardinals. And that just about does it for us tonight. One last time, your final score, Blair Taylor, 47, Oliva Strum, 32. For my partner, Butch Lama, Mitchell Spout saying so long and good night. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everyone. We'll talk to you from this 16 Mix Back spot tomorrow. Keep it right here. Have a good night here on WHTO. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Alima Strum and Blair Taylor. Our game was brought to you by Wamey State Bank, Blair Meat Market, Simmons Roofing, Osseo Automotive, Hockness Tax and Accounting, Brightside Electric, Galesville Dental, Triplo County Council of the American Legion, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Alliance Bank, AMPI, Reedy Concrete Construction, or New Ingredients, Premier Powder Coating, Robbie's Family Market, Pank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Riverland Energy, Blair Online Auctions, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Stockman's of Osseo, Tri-City Sanitation, Blair Health Mart Pharmacy, Etrick Express Mart, The Locker Room, Whitehall Electric Utility, Midwest Natural Gas, Co-op Credit Union, Gross Motors, Gunnison Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, A Contractors, Tricor Insurance, Whitehall Vet Service, Tri-County Communications, American Family Insurance with Agent Rodney Stewart, Maple Leaf Meats, Royal Credit Union, Napa Parts of Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHL Sports. Join us tomorrow night for Boys High School Basketball Action as the Levastrom Cardinals take on the Blair Taylor Wildcats on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back in the greatest hits in Wisconsin's heartland on 102.3 WHTL. 102.3 WHTL.